Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. Get ready to go behind the scenes with Amanda Flaker and listen in on private conversations she's had with powerful creators who are building the new world, as well as her thoughts on the Abundance Matrix. Hey guys, welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. In today's episode, I am sharing with you an excerpt from my video for the Abundance Matrix Mastermind. This is the last video for 2021, and in it I describe basically what I think that empaths, specifically creative entrepreneur, creative empathic entrepreneurs, are really doing in 2022 what I believe is one of the most strategic anomalies that we can enact and also some of the updates on what I'm doing personally. So for those of you who've been following me recently, you'll know that I have felt called to cloak, be more behind the scenes, speak more specifically to creative, empathic entrepreneurs and do it within my own container. So I am not going to be releasing teachings on YouTube anymore. I'll have short clips, short videos, short messages, but all of my deeper content, all the stuff I'm gonna be teaching is going to be in my Abundance Matrix Mastermind, which has now moved to the Mighty Network. So for 2022, I'm moving off Facebook entirely, and I'm doing a lot of shifting. I'm quite excited about it. So where I'm going to be most active is in this podcast and in my Abundance Matrix Mastermind. So I felt like I wanted to share specifically the episode that I did or the video that I did for the Abundance Matrix Mastermind because for those of you who've been following me on here, I know some of you are interested in joining the Abundance Matrix Mastermind or just diving deeper into what I'm teaching, what I'm doing. And so this will give you more insight into that. Also will give you some ideas on how to enact some strategic anomalies in your own life in 2022, especially if you are a creative empathic entrepreneur and you are public in any way. Also in 2022, um, right now I'm in the middle of creating a chakra attunement course. I'm going to change the name for it. I talk a lot about it in this episode, but um, there's I, I really believe that one of the most strategic anomalies any of us can enact is allowing the storyline and the narrative and the code of lack, all that we do when we believe there's not enough and we're not enough to actually shift completely out of our resonance, out of our chakras, out of our emotional field, out of our chemical composure, out of the way we hold ourselves and the way we hormonally express ourselves. All of that is instigated primarily through the story that we're believing in, the story that we're telling, the view, the way we're interpreting what's happening in the world. So I think narrative is going to come in big time for 2022 and alignment with our own authentic creative urge is going to be essential. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Again, reminder, this was actually recorded for my Abundance Matrix Mastermind. So you'll hear me specifically talking to this group quite a bit. But just remember, I'm sharing the excerpt with you. If you want to join the Abundance Matrix Mastermind for 2022, I'm doing it a lot different this year. It's just one price for the whole year. No matter when you join, um, you have access to all the, you'll have access to everything I post for the year. And um, yeah, if you're interested in the chakra cleanse, the chakra attunement for 2022, stay tuned. That'll be that'll be released, I think, the second week of January. So without further ado, let's talk abundance. So you guys know that the last couple weeks I've been really setting a very specific resonance and frequency for the group. And I have I had us enact our psychic preferences, which really enact our psychic boundaries and psychic protection. And this week, I want to offer you a code (laughs) and um, something that, you know, we've been talking about anomaly and specifically being strategic in our anomalies. And I've been feeling into it deeply and asking myself, what is the main area that, that creative empath entrepreneurs, specifically the ones that are 
resonating in the frequency that I'm teaching. What what is the main thing that if we created a, if we created strategic anomaly in a specific area of our lives, how can we create that domino effect? Like where would be the most strategic space to enact anomaly for us? And the thing that keeps coming to me, you guys know I well those of you who follow me for a while know that I I really um, believe that our resonance is created through our emotional centers and the stories that we tell. And this is very connected to the chakras. It's why I think working with the chakras is it can be very potent. And I there's actually some interesting controversy around the chakras, and I'm going to get into it in a second because I believe that if we really, truly, I've created a chakra cleanse in the past. I've done a couple of chakra cleanse courses and I have felt really called to do one for the new year. I am going to be offering a course that I just pre-recorded. I'm going to be finishing it this week and that's going to be available to you guys. But um, I felt, I have felt very strongly that available to purchase, it's not free in this group. Just wanted to clarify that. But um, I have, I have felt very strongly that we do need to cleanse out or clear out these old programs and the um, the chemical composure of those programs that that create a sort of um, state of being in our resonance field that creates the same things over and over. And we've been talking about this quite a bit, how when we change our stories and we have a new experience, we can actually change the belief. And when we change the beliefs, that's how we can change the energy and the chemical composure in our resonance, which actually can line us up to a new resident. (laughs) Our resonance is like where we live, the resonance that we have. So we are talking about astronomical abundance and we're talking about shifting from a primary belief in lack and therefore a primary energy um, drainage into the belief that there's not enough and shifting that into the belief that there is enough and we are enough and what can we create from that space knowing that there is enough and we are enough. So I've been looking at these, this code, and I, like I said, I created a whole course, a chakra attunement course. I might call it something different, um, but it's essentially adjusting our human tech, really getting, really um, detoxing the old programs and and activating the program of abundance in our tech, really understanding our tech. And what came to me as I've been writing this course is the code for lack and how it plays out in our resonance field. And it came through looking at the chakras. So I wish I had a visual right now that I could show you other than my sloppy handwriting I have in, in this a notebook in front of me. But I'm going to just go through this code and and go through the... So I'm going to just kind of share with you the code that came through for me of lack and how it plays in our body and then the code of abundance and how that plays in our body and where spirit showed me how we can create, where in that code we can create strategic anomaly. So first of all, uh, the reason I'm working with the chakras here because resonance is created through primarily through our emotion, through our beliefs, but our emotion basically holds the resonance our emotions are that that the dimensional aspect of what creates our resonance so when we are in a code of lack the code goes like this this is how the the emotional code runs through the body and you can think of it as running through the chakras so we have fear which is rooted in our root chakra that's usually that's the, that's the instigation for the code of lack is we feel unsafe We are fearful. We do not feel safe because there's not enough. We're not enough. We're going to get punished. And remember, the code of lack is rooted in the reward punishment hierarchy elitism system. So we have fear that that is rooted in our root chakra, which and then that energy moves up. We have our sacral chakra next, which is the governs our creative energy, our creative sexual energy and our giving and receiving. So as you guys know, guilt is the energy that that blocks that solar plexus. That, I'm sorry, that um, sacral chakra energy. So we have fear, guilt, move up to the solar plexus, shame, and then in the middle of that, and this is the place where where anomaly is so essential. 
I've talked about this, and I'll, by the way, be going deep into this in the Chakra Attunement course that'll be available um, the first week of the new year. So stay tuned for that, because that that course is all about this code. Um, So the chakra, there's these little chakras in between the heart chakra. So above the solar plexus and under the heart chakra, and then above the heart chakra and under the throat chakra. There's these two little chakras. They have actual technical names. I don't know them, but how they, um, how they, how they were revealed to me, my friend Karis is actually the one who pointed out the, the chakra above the solar plexus and under the heart chakra. And she explained it as the center of our uniqueness. She and she's to her, she said it always sounded like an electric guitar. And for me, it came through as like rainbow colors, a lot of gold, a lot of gold color, but the, the, the spectrum of the rainbow in there, um, more in the golds and pinks side. But this, this energy, this little energy pocket that that is really where, emotionally speaking, the alchemy of our own uniqueness takes place. And when we are in mimic, this chakra is blocked. Mimic blocks our uniqueness chakra. And this is where we have the trapped, tra- the trapped trauma code of lack. Trauma gets trapped through the mimic because mimic just keeps us in the same emotional state, which doesn't allow us to activate the full alchemical process which actually releases the emotions that are stagnant, that come from fear. So this is a strategic place to create anomaly is where we are in mimic. And then going up through, so after we have the solar plexus, we have the uniqueness chakra, the heart chakra. Grief is what blocks the heart chakra. And remember, I'm speaking of the emotional codes that keep us in lack. So fear, guilt, shame, mimic grief then we have that chakra it's really on the the thalamus um i think that's the thalamus above the heart below the below the throat chakra this is the space where we what what emotionally and and alchemically what creates our invincibility how we uniquely survive how we've uniquely survived invincibility this chakra to me always looks every time I see it it looks like rainbow titanium quartz it's that iridescent um powerful energy and it and it to me it was revealed to me as if it has the codes itself of rainbow titanium quartz so if you want to look up those attributes it it may be helpful in in this and and what blocks this invincibility chakra is our psychic warfare. This is where our psychic energy gets trapped into creating these um, or reliving these patterns of being unsafe. And so we're talking about this is when our energy begins to move up to all these upper chakras, our ability to speak and speak truth. This is where a lot of empaths are blocked because we don't speak our actual preferences because often we don't even know what our preferences are because we haven't allowed ourselves or haven't been allowed to even have a preference because of the story we've believed. So so we have our, our throat chakra, which is also part of our magic. What we speak is that whatever we speak is the first form of manifestation. It's the first form of a thought. It's the first 3D form a thought takes. Because as soon as we speak it, it becomes more tangible. Other people can participate in it. Speaking is so crucial. So we have these up when we're in war and when we are in, so for a lot of impasse, that war is internalized. So we're at war with ourselves. We're at war with our own technology. We don't feel safe with our own gifts, with our own power. We're at war with our humanity. We're at war with our body, mind, heart. We're not in fellowship with our technology. So this entire chakra attunement course that I'm doing is all about creating fellowship in our technology. But this area where where our throat chakra is, is often where we, we it gets blocked by lies. And it's 
most often the lies we tell ourselves. The lies that we tell ourselves about, whoa, I don't really need that. I don't really want that. I don't really have those desires. We often lie about our desires because of shame, because of grief, because of all the emotions that we've talked about. Fear, guilt, shame, grief, mimic. Where we block this invincibility chakra in this, in this warfare is where we get territorial and tribal. It's where we get locked into psychic battles between realities. It's where the lack, the lack um, program of extinction is activated. It's where we are preoccupied. Our psychic energy gets preoccupied and filtered through war. And it's where we activate those, those realities. So, so our third eye gets blocked by these illusions because we don't feel safe. We're being preemptive. Most wars, I believe, have been instigated through preemptive measures. I'll hurt you before you hurt me. I'll, I'll um, hurt myself before somebody else hurts me. This is how the empath often does it. There's so much right here. And I believe it's why we, we've, we can't connect to our psychic vision for the future of heaven on earth, which is actually here now. It's not a future reality, but it feels as if it's a future reality because the codes we're running have to do with the lack matrix. It's just the stories of the past over and 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 over again until we can have a new experience and therefore create a new reality. And and so this this these upper chakras, this area here of our upper chakras is where as we get free, we regain our creative spiritual vision and we can anchor into heaven on earth. We can anchor into a reality that feels foreign to our emotional bodies when we're running the code of lack over and over and over again. So this is the literal code, the emotional chain, the chemical composure of lack and how it plays out in your body. Fear, guilt, shame, mimic, grief, lies, psychic warfare, illusions, and attachment. Illusions are what block our third eye. And again, so many of these illusions are created through preemptive warfare, whether with ourselves or others. And then attachment, our crown chakra, the energy not being able to expand to infinite potential, infinite realities infinite worlds we don't we don't get there when we get attached emotionally and chemically to the story of lack which is being played out over and over and over and over in our literal um, chemical composure in our bodies and this affects our hormones so emotions primarily this is what I've been shown and I'm not saying I'm right but this is just a more um, esoteric way of, of looking at it it's a lens uh, of, of more of of an esoteric lens to look at health through. But what I've been shown over and over is that our emotion, our emotional composure is the most direct um, resonance we have to understanding our hormonal composure. It's, uh, it's all emotions. So that's the code of lack. And it's played out through our chakras over and over and over. And what I heard so strongly is that for 2022, it's essential that we clear out those codes of lack, that we truly allow ourselves. And I'm opening my book too with all my notes. I have like several notes that I've been that I've been um, diving into, but that we truly allow ourselves to detox. What I heard is we even have negative mantras. In our that just play out over and over in our chakras, specifically in our emotional centers. And why I resonate so deeply with chakras is because emotions do tend to accumulate in the body, and certain emotions pretty universally universally accumulate in very specific areas, like grief, often that energy of grief accumulates in the heart. 
The the energy of shame usually accumulates around the belly button. The energy of fear is usually at the base of the spine and often in the back of the heart as well. The energy of lies usually accumulates in our throat chakra. The energy of illusion in our third eye. So it, 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 the chakras are a powerful way to map out how these codes of lack are actually um, active in our bodies. Literally where, lo- locationally where they're active in our bodies. So detoxing negative mantras detoxing negative mantras, detoxing, um, clearing out algorithms that literally involve how we are being, that, in, that involve how we think and how we act and what we do and what we don't do. Clearing that all out, it, it feels so essential to allow ourselves to clear it out. I'm um I'm trying to find specifically I have like 10 notebooks, you guys, just full of stuff. And when I go back, I'm like, "Wow, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much stuff." Empaths are bioreflective. This is something that I heard really strongly. Empaths are bioreflective. And that when we learn, when we really understand how the, our emotional composure works in our body and how our will and what we will with those emotions, how we will those, that energy through our body and out of our body, what we will is essential. Bioreflective. Empaths are bioreflective. And it's essential that we learn how this works. How this all works. I'm pausing because there's so much I want to say. Empaths hold the codes for heaven on earth. We hold the thought codes for heaven on earth that need to be activated, that are urging to be activated And they can't be activated until we allow ourselves to access the psychic vision that we have literally in us. That psychic vision is connected to urge and that urge is connected to feeling, a state of being that is more conducive for thriving. Not just, and that state of being involves a way that we think. And this right here is essential because we have been asked And we have been doing for so long the energy of empathing the collective and translate it, empathing the collective and translating it, empathing the collective and translating it and reflecting it back. Now we are being asked to entirely release, unplug from the collective algorithms. And this is the part where I think anomaly can be very key in terms of our chakras. A few years ago, There were people talking about having your chakras removed and I had someone message me and say, ask me what I thought about it. And they sent me this video of this psychic. I didn't even actually watch the whole video, but this guy on YouTube who goes out of body a lot lot, saw how our chakras are being plugged into by entities and energies and um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess entities, principalities that may or may not have our best interest. And at the time, I, I, I really, what I took away from that is I thought, yes, we, our chakras do get plugged into. I, I, I know enough even about how psychic energy works that psychic assassins, for example, and psychic healers will often use the chakras as an access point. And as someone who does sessions, I easily, easily can read chakras. The, the thing that didn't resonate with me, though, is having them removed because I thought, well, regardless, the, the energy centers in the body do move and spin. And it's essential that we clear that they it's essential that they move like a vortex because 
emotional energy is meant to be moved. It's it's like water. It's meant to flow. It's not meant to be stagnant. So the concept of removing the chakras didn't make sense to me. But what does make sense, and this came through really strongly as I as I've been creating this chakra attunement course, this attuning to our human tech, is that it is essential that we unplug completely, unplug our chakras from the collective. And and weirdly, I felt how this can be scary and might feel really scary for a lot of empaths, especially empath creators, because we get so much of our, our biofeedback from the collective. We're always responding to the collective. And what I'm asking you to do as an anomaly for 2022, or what I feel like spirit is asking us to do, is completely unplug from that model, 100%. I know for me, that is what I'm doing. And all of us are called to different things. So obviously listen to what your calling is specifically. Because you might be like, no, Spirit asked me to, to tune in more to the collective. You might be having messages for the collective or whatever. So listen, of course, first and foremost to to your own guidance. But consider perhaps to not allow your chakras to be dominated by the collective algorithms. The collective algorithms are not, how do I want to say this? It's autopilot. And the thing that has comes, become so clear to me is there is no faded future that we're stepping into. There are certain things that are inevitable because we're in the process of al- alchemicalization, of alchemy. We're in the process of transmutation. So there are inevitable purges an inevitable shifting that's going to take place. But how that plays out into our lives and what comes as a result of it is entirely, 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 entirely influenced by the now and how we react to it, the meaning we're giving it, how we respond is even a better word, the meaning we're giving it, how much we open or close. All of that is essential. And the more we play these war algorithms, the deeper we go into this dystopic reality. So as I was tuning into what is the other side of this code, so if fear, guilt, shame, mimic, grief, psychic warfare, lies, illusion, and attachment is the code of lack, that alchemical code that just keeps going, it's a chemical process, not alchemical, but it's chemical that chemical composure that gets run through our bodies over and over and over and over again, what's the opposite of that? When we enact abundance, when we enact astronomical abundance, what's the opposite of that? And let me even pull up that. I have it memorized, but I want to actually have my... um, Yeah, right here. My notes right here. So... What I found fascinating about this is the codes, the code of lack are all emotions, like very strong emotions, guilt, fear, shame. Mimic is maybe not an emotion, but it's a result of the fear, guilt, fear, guilt, shame. What's interesting about the code of abundance and as it moves through our emotional centers is, centers is that the code of abundance is a state of being. The opposite of fear is safety. Safety. Safety is less of an emotion and more of a state of being. The opposite of guilt, in my mind, is creativity. Creativity is a state of being. And notice how states of being are outside of time. When you're being, when you're being, It exists outside of time. Sovereignty. The opposite of shame to me is sovereignty. Sovereignty is a state of being. The opposite of mimic is uniqueness, our uniqueness. Individuality. Uniqueness, individuality. This is a state of being. So from mimic to uniqueness, from grief to joy. Joy is a state of being. 
from psychic warfare to co-creation, psychic co-creation, this is where a massive anomaly can be had. Because when we, this is, this is all that tech of investing in the psychic real estate of heaven on earth, which we'll be going a lot deeper into in this 2022 year as we enact the craft, as we hone in on the craft of psychic creation. We've got to, we've got to think outside of war or we won't step into psychic co-creation of heaven on earth. This psychic co-creation involves intimacy with all the elements. And by the way, something that came through really strongly yesterday, I was deeply recording or, or creating the course yesterday, this chakra cleanse course. And something that came through so, so strongly is that when we are in our sovereignty and in our power, when we're running this code of abundance, we, our relationship, if we're not looking at everything through the reward punishment system, right, wrong, good, bad, bad, our relationship with life is more intimate because we're, we're using urge more. So we urge towards the elements that, that we want to play and co-create with. And the elements themselves have their own personality, their own code. So once we get out of the, this is right, wrong, good, bad, we start to be able to see and experience the subtleties and nuances and specific energetic signatures of creation itself. And when we're talking about creation, it begins with the elements, elemental elements. All of creation can be broken down into elements. Why isn't this taught? Our psychic relationship with the elements. What is my psychic relationship with water? Or what, 90% water? What is our psychic relationship with water? What is our psychic relationship with air? What is our psychic relationship with earth? And then when you really start feeling into it and becoming familiar with that relationship, this is the craft, you get tuned in more and more and more. And then it's like, well, what earth? What air? What water? All of it's different. All of it's influenced by the psychic story around it. All of it's influenced by the stories that have been told historically throughout time around it. The meaning we've given it. What meaning feels the best? Can you dive into ancient, ancient, ancient history when we actually knew this and connect to your relationship to the elements there, our relationship? You see how it's, there is so much to uncover here starts at the most elemental, the most basic, but it gets richer and full of nuance and that's the art. So joy. We get out of psychic warfare, we move into co-creation, psychic co-creation, heaven on earth, investing together in a vision and then beginning to start. The more of us that activate our own unique vision of heaven on earth because we activate the state of being, this is where most people go wrong. They, they start, they go to war. I have to fight for the world I want. And so then our energy, our psychic energy gets turned to, where's the problem? Who's the problem? I need to eliminate the problem. I need to fight. I need to protect. I need, and as long as we're staying in war, then yeah, that's necessary. But we never actually step into the creative process of co-creating psychically. We have to anchor into a vision. Without a vision, the people perish. If we don't have a vision of what we're stepping into, we never step into it. Visualization matters. Vision matters. And so much of the vision of heaven on earth is intuitively felt, instinctually felt, through connecting to those that state of being in our body and then onking that over and over and over and over strategically in the emotional centers of our body that need the most alchemy. This is where the chakra cleanse is coming in. I'm excited to see who's going to take the course. By the way, this course, I'm pre-recording all of it. So once it's available, you just get it emailed to you. You have all the videos and that's it. Like, and you can go through it. And I would love if for people who are taking it that are in the group, I would love to like, um, I, I just hear what you're doing and kind of talk about it and go through it. Cause this is what I'm going to be doing for 2022. This particular chakra course cleanse. I'm really anchoring in this energy. This feels essential. 
So psychic warfare to psychic co-creation. And I, I believe we have codes. This is something I said it earlier, but I really believe that empaths contain and have dormant thought codes that activate a vision for heaven on earth. Thought codes. And these thought codes actually contain in them a resonance which have an emotional state that that it, when we fully activate these thought codes, it activates an emotional state which activates a resonance which makes that resonance more active on the planet which then actually makes it more accessible to other people and this is where that psychic co-creation comes in the more of us that anchor into a state of being of heaven on earth the more that code becomes visible and attainable and palpable and and um visceral so we shift out of that psychic warfare, out of that tribalism, that territorial space, and into the um, the algorithm of heaven on earth, which is which is a very unpredictable algorithm. And yet, the unpredictability doesn't when we're in when we're anchored in safety. I am safe. I am enough. I'm eternal. There's enough. We're enough. I change forms. I'm safe. I allow space for me to change forms. This, by the way, is very connected to the mother maiden crone phase, which we all go through, male or female. Some of us just pronounce it physically in our bodies stronger than others based on our chemical composure. But this mother maiden crone stage is very much connected to this alchemy of the chakras. And I believe we go through these stages daily maybe even hourly even in in many ways in each minute we're always going through some version of these stages but in in a day we go through a stage where we're where we're the maiden the mother and the crone and the more we activate familiarity and and surrender to these cycles to me the more we alchemicalize in back into that heaven on earth reality back into more harmony and peace. And here's the thing that is, is essential to get. You know this, but it's so essential to be reminded. It's a state of being that exists. And the only way to, ha to enact it is to feel our way into it. And then once we enact it, we create more of it. We onk more of it onto the planet and therefore make that signal stronger. The only way in is individually. It actually has nothing to do with fighting for it externally. And that's why the path of I will suffer till no one else is suffering doesn't work. It never will. That's why you can't take anyone with you. And this is the thing that keeps empaths held back. I have to stay here and suffer until no one else is suffering. There's, until there's no one else suffering on the planet. If I stop suffering, if I stop holding the suffering of the world, if I let go of this code of lack and enact a new state of being, then I'm abandoning everyone who's suffering. That's the lie of the lack matrix because it, as long as all of us stay there, we don't ever enact the code of sovereignty and thriving. It's an individual choice. It's an individual process. It's an individual journey. It's so deeply instinctually, intimately connected to your own story, your own experiences, your own fault line. That's why it does not, there's no one size fits all. And that's why I really believe the Bible talks about how in the end, think of this metaphorically, but also literally, in the end, two people will be plowing a field together and one will just disappear. Their resonance goes completely out of resonance with the other. This is what's happening right now as we're all choosing what reality our energy primarily wants to anchor into because we have whatever we need to learn in that particular state of being. And there are people that you love that might choose, that are choosing something entirely different from you. And that's the part where I believe there's a lot of anomaly that, that is taking place among empaths because we're realizing it's okay. They can choose that and I can choose this. And there's an eternal sovereign being. And even if someone we love may be choosing more suffering, 
if we step out of the, if we're truly in sovereignty and truly in the state of being of abundance, we won't make that wrong. We won't make suffering wrong anymore. As soon as we stop making it wrong, we stop going to war with it. And as soon as we stop going to war, we enact peace. And this is when we start becoming a match to thoughts that are more full of peace. And these are the kind of thoughts we need to co-create heaven. So getting out of that warfare is essential. I know I spent a lot of time on this warfare piece, but it feels essential to understand that this is one of the most primary aspects that we're, we're dissolving, is this psychic warfare. And then we allow ourselves to step out of the illusion. Like I said, I, I believe most of the war continues because people are preemptive. There were plain stories of the past. We're carrying our ancestors' our ancestors' beliefs and our ancestors' um, war, our ancestors' stories, our ancestors' um it's like so much about our, because we've been in war for so long collectively, that's all attempting to be reconciled. Just stories leave a mark. Trauma leaves a mark. Just because it may not have been seen or witnessed doesn't mean it's not there and doesn't mean it's not going to attempt to be alchemicalized. That's the nature of reality. It's the nature of elements. It's the nature of life. To be restored and renewed and replenished and to change forms. We're not going to stay trapped in trauma. We just won't. So as we allow ourselves to release the illusion of war, then we begin to open our third eye, open our psychic sight for heaven on earth, for the vision that we actually are urging in our soul to anchor. It's essential. So moving from illusion to clarity. I have clarity. I have clarity. I have clarity. Clarity is probably one of the, if, if you are um, a hierarchy of needs for 2022, I would say clarity is probably number one. Because it's going to be so easy to just react. And I believe the energy, because it's becoming, the lack matrix is getting desperate for energy to flow into it that it's it's always like the last bits that are the most grabby and that that are the like it hits the areas that are the scariest for us so clarity is essential and finally for the crown chakra that code when we're in trauma when we're in war when we're in lack is attachment we actually get attached to suffering because we're actually attached to war. At the deep level, we're attached to having the right, wrong, good, bad, reward, punishment system. And this is something absolutely essential to understand. I'm going to be saying this in the podcast I released this week as well. But right in alignment with clarity is discernment. Asking for discernment, praying for discernment, tuning in to the energy of discernment. And here's what feels essential to me, especially for creators, empath creators and entrepreneurs, however that expression is for you. The people that are the most, I'm going to use an extreme word, but it's essential. The people that are the most dangerous psychically for you and for me, for anyone anchoring down heaven on earth, for anyone as a whole, but especially those of us who I believe we're vulnerable because we're in like the fertilization stage, like the planting, the seed is in the dark fertile soil and the roots are going down and we're popping up like that, that kind of struggle that happens right there. We're at that stage and 2022 feels like a seed stage, like the seeds getting germinated and coming through the top. That's what it feels like. And so we're very vulnerable in that process. And the people that are the most psychically vulnerable to us, first of all, I believe creative empath entrepreneurs are psychically vulnerable in 2022. We're always psychically vulnerable, but because of this stage that we're in, in our creation, we're psychically vulnerable. And what I heard so strongly is that the people that are the most dangerous to us 
and the, the mindsets of our own that are the most dangerous to us are people who are strongly or thoughts that are strongly rooted in the reward punishment system. So anyone who's in fear and thinking, oh no, I could make the wrong choice and it's this or that. People that are making hard lines and doing it from a place of fear. Doing it from, or from a place of being war, preemptively war. The, the thing I talked about that blocks our third eye. Going into psychic war that blocks our invincibility chakra. Going into psychic warfare. Engaging in the battle. And this we get, and, and some people are, again, I, this is not wrong to do. This is part of our learning simulation and war is part of how we chose to learn what we are. So I'm not making this wrong. What I'm saying is that for you, for people who resonate with this message and who are urging to anchor into heaven on earth and anchor in a resonance and a state of being that is conducive to thriving, where we are most vulnerable is to the people who are the most deeply in fear and the most deeply committed to division the most deeply committed to right, wrong, good, bad, the most deeply committed to war, destroying the enemy. We are vulnerable there. This is the witch hunt energy. It's why a lot of people are talking about it. You, we, One thing that's become really clear to me in the last couple of years is that fundamentalism has gone nowhere. It's just gone, it's, it's been underground, but it's rearing its head. And witch hunt energy has gone nowhere. It's just gone underground and it's now rearing its head, which is good because it helps people see, ooh, 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 this is where we're at. The, some of the um, ideology and extremism that's coming through politically is very much a witch hunt. Very much a, you, I actually will 100% justify murdering you. Because you don't agree with me. Because you're that dangerous. The rhetoric of you making someone so dangerous that you would completely disregard them as a human. Again, that's, this is the ideology realm. And this is where all psychic warfare is born, is through ideologies. I read a quote. I can't remember how to say this woman's name, but it's a woman that I follow. She's incredible. I'll, I'll try to post it in the um, somewhere in, in the email that I send you, but... She said, the stronger our allegiance to ideology, the weaker our intuition. So true. The stronger our allegiance to ideology, the weaker our intuition. The problem with ideology is it's limited. It's all based on the past. It's all based on what we've known thus far. It's all based on old science, old old politics. It's essentially based on a worldview that says there's not enough, we're not enough. We have to create a system to determine who is able to receive and someone has to control that system. That is true under a limited perspective of what we are, but what you're anchoring in, what I'm anchoring in, is a different reality altogether. So we can expect to have access to that psychically, energetically, viscerally, intuitively, if we're still operating from the belief that there's not enough and I have to control all the variables externally, I have to fight for what I what is mine or for what I deserve or I have to fight for the underdog because people are powerless and don't have any power within themselves, that their circumstances um, or their skin color or their religion or their ideology or whatever is, is, limits them. And yes, those things can. But if we stay there and say, but it can never change, there can never be another state of being, so it always has to be something externally that's controlled, we never, ever, ever escape that paradigm. That's why it's so essential that all this stuff is coming up. And this is why witch hunt energy is, it's why we need to be careful. And what I've heard is that well-meaning people, and you guys know this in the group, something a few weeks ago that when I was feeling really like I felt this crazy psychic attack. And I don't usually take that very seriously because I don't let it. I know people have negative thoughts and intentions towards me or, or get mad at shit I say or completely disagree with me or I 
inadvertently hurt because we make meanings of things. And I know that stuff happens. I've gotten used to that. But I felt something so deep and so much stronger. Like, I was like, no, I'm getting, like, directly psychically attacked. And one day Spirit showed me very clearly where it was coming from. And it was my own sister who's very religious and who's, who is genuinely terrified because she thinks that I'm into some, that, that I, I'm making myself uh, um, available by what I believe to, like, dark witchcraft type of energy. And her congregation has been praying for me. And prayers, by the way, can absolutely be psychic attack, especially when we have an agenda for someone and we think we know what's best for them and we're trying to pray them into our will. When we try to enforce our will through prayer, it is psychic attack, period. When we try to override someone's will, we know better, I know better than for you. I'm going to pray over you that my will be done in your life. Oh, even if it's well-intended, that is a violation psychically. And this is why we need psychic etiquette. We need astral etiquette. We need to understand that we're psychic. We need to understand that what we project towards people, when a prayer is coming from deep fear, it's psychic attack. No matter how well-meaning we are. And this is why people who are strongly rooted in reward, punishment, good, bad, right, wrong... Anyone who is, and it's why I'm very, I'm being very clear that this Abundance Matrix Mastermind 2022 is about the craft. We are creators and we have a will and we're crafting that technology. What we do with it can have negative or positive consequences. There is both light and dark to work with, but I want to make it absolutely clear that this is where I'm going because I don't want anyone in the group who is struggling with this area, not because I don't care or because I don't love you, but because I don't want your sight. I don't want those projections. I don't, it's not safe for the group. If any part of you is fearful of what I'm doing or fearful of witchcraft, quote unquote, and you're wondering about, you're in that deep questioning stage about what's true and what's not true, it may not be the best place for you. This Abundance Matrix Mastermind for 2022 may not be the best place for you. And this is why discernment matters. If you are in that space, it's okay. It's not wrong. I've been in that space. I sometimes still get triggered into that space. But it's how well can you deal, how well can you work with that space? How aware are you of what you're projecting when you're in that space? Pay attention to your psychic energy because it can be dangerous. We are the most vulnerable within ourselves and to others when we are in that I have to choose a side, right, wrong, good, bad, 50-50 chance that I'm fucked reality. It's a dangerous reality to be in. And I keep feeling so deeply called to neutralize that. I I eventually will be doing a, I'm going to be doing a video like unpopular opinion video um, to clarify some of the things that some opinions that I have that may be very unpopular and one of them has to do with this realm why I don't these stories of like from new age to Christianity stories why I like why I'm not buying it and Oh, there's so much there. I could go into a whole other realm, but I, I, I want this to be made clear to all of us. I feel in my soul this urge to say, be careful about let, allowing any psychic space for people who are in that state. Occulency is probably essential for those people. Don't let them in. Not because you can't have intimacy with them, but because... That intimacy is compromised when someone is, how do I want to say this? What I saw very clearly, and again, I want to, I want to specify, I'm not saying this is wrong, but everything has an effect and it's just like if you have a knife, a sharp knife, you work with it very carefully and there's certain things you wouldn't do and you probably wouldn't run with it and all those things. This is where the discernment realm comes in. And there's a lot of nuance. But when someone 
has to make something right and something wrong. There's always a 50-50% chance that you're the thing they're going to make wrong. And as soon as you are the thing or what you believe is the thing or what you're doing is the thing that someone makes wrong, that energy of your wrong is being projected towards you. And any part of you that subconsciously believes that you're wrong, which is very likely because of the programming we've had, you become vulnerable to psychic attack in that way. This can be intentional or non-intentional psychic attack, but it's how that energy gets in. And then our own belief creates an experience that will reflect back to us, yeah, you're wrong, you're bad, you deserve to be punished. Reward punishment system. If you're wrong, then you deserve to be punished. And then it's like, well, what is the collective? What are you most... Um, vulnerable to being punished by. And it's it's usually always by your own volition, what you truly believe. This is why rooting out those experiences of lack and guilt and shame are essential. It's why forgiveness is essential. This is why I still believe that Jesus really is the, the cornerstone of how we step into heaven on earth in an embodied way. We have to first forgive all of it. And we have to, we have to overcome the dark. We have to literally go in, whether you literally believe the story or not, and I don't know why I'm saying the word literally so much, but whether you believe that Jesus literally lived and died and raised from the dead or not, even if you just think of this metaphorically, I believe it literally. This He descended into hell, quote unquote, and released from prison those who were sitting in darkness that had been stuck in psychological prison, the psychological mimic of that war paradigm and then release them and set them free and then ascended so in the same way we descend into our into our darkness and into the places where we have trapped psychic energy and then we ascend we release it and we instigate that alchemical process we have to forgive in order to do that otherwise what we're giving permission to is the endless war and suffering that is our punishment that is that curse we must suffer till no one else is suffering. It is a curse that we literally put on ourselves out of guilt and shame. And we have to be released from that curse. And we can by releasing the belief in the program. So it, it's, it's powerful to enact forgiveness in our personal will. It's powerful to choose discernment and say, I love this person, like with my sister. I love her, but I am not letting her deep into my reality right now. I love her, but I had to put psychic boundaries with her. I had to literally psychically put her in, in her place and say, not your will, not your will, even if I'm wrong, even if I'm bad. This is my space. This is my will. This is my God-given territory. My will. Not your will, my will. This is the crux of being a creator because my will may hurt me. And that's how I learn. That's how we learn boundaries. That's why we have to pay attention. That's why we have to make conscious choices. My will. And my will might be for God's will. I might say with my will, I choose the will of the perspective that's more objective I choose to believe that there's something outside of me that, that sees the bigger picture. I choose for wisdom and discernment. And this is where a lot of people get like, well, they make the distinguishment between magic and like religion. Magic is your will. Religion is God's will. But there, you still have a will and God still gives you that will. And with your will, you still get to choose. And again, I'm speaking in story right now, but this, I'm bringing this particular story up because this is one of the ways that that witch hunt energy gets in. People who are deeply committed to the reward punishment system and deeply committed to having to be right are the most psychically unsafe people to commune with, to, to, um, share thoughts with, I guess. It's why getting above it all in a more objective, higher perspective is essential. 
And that's why for me, I've decided that as I, for 2022, it's, my calling is to share messages and to stay very objective and to get out of the collective algorithms, to completely unplug from it. I stayed plugged in for a while. And that's what this chakra cleanse, this, again, I haven't, I feel like I'm going to call it something different than a chakra cleanse, but essentially that's the course that I'm releasing at the beginning of the, of the year, probably the second week of of January. It'll be available to purchase on the Mighty Network if you guys want it. You don't have to purchase it. You don't have to take it. Um, but that is something that I want. I wanted to make available at the beginning of the year for everyone. And like I said, for this group, I will open it for people to join, but it's going to be five fifty five. So it's not like a price that just anyone will join. And I'm going to continue to post one video every week. And really dive into these messages that I feel like Source wants me to bring through. So, thank you again for all of your patience and kindness and forgiveness and all of it as I transition. And I know something that's been made clear to me is that I know that we create, for those of you who followed me for a while, I'm deeply tuned in. We are deeply tuned into a very intimate space. And I know that... um, on one level, our intimacy and communion is so deep. And then on a very human level, you know, I live in my state and you live in your state and we, we're we not necessarily, um, quote unquote, friends in the everyday sense. And yet I feel like this psychic communion sometimes, especially because we're not day-to-day friends, is some of the most powerful, safe psychic space that we can share. And because of that, it feels essential to me to to create more of the the psychic space and and keep my personal life more and more and more cloaked and like i said kind of become less less and less just staying more in this message space i guess is is what i'm feeling very strongly called to do so as as i transition and as i've been transitioning like i said it's it's been nearly impossible it seems like for me to even have an appointment with someone like it's just like my inner being is like no no I don't want any appointments I just don't I don't want to make any appointments and so um if you've tried to make appointments with me and it's been difficult thank you for your patience because I guess I just had to do something radical and decide I'm not making appointments anymore um but yeah like my intention is to go fully into my urge whatever that looks like and whatever that means and for now it just feels like I just I'm I'm going I'm cloaking and I'm bringing through messages and I'm excited to bring these through and my intention for 2022 is for us to regain our psychic vision for heaven on earth and to regain our creativity our creative urge that comes from thriving, that comes from living, that comes from being fully alive and enjoying our life. So ultimately enacting this code of abundance, this chemical composure. So I hope this, I hope this was helpful for you. If you want the chakra cleanse course when it comes out, well, I'll let you guys all know when it's available, but you can also email me and uh, I might release it. I'm kind of thinking about releasing it to just you people in this group first before I make it all like um, put it in its container that it wants to be in. So I don't know. Well, I'm just I'm deciding. It depends on how fast I can record it all. Uh, but like I said, it's not a live course. I'm pre-recording the whole thing. When you purchase it, I think it's going to be $111. When you purchase it, you just get it emailed to you and you can go through it at your own pace. So anyway, that's what I'm thinking now. If you're interested in it, you can message me, Amanda at AmandaFlaker.com. Um, and I'll message you back. Otherwise, just stay tuned because I'll have it. I'll have the information about it probably in the next email that I send out to you guys. So I love you guys so much. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts about this video. You can comment in the comment section of YouTube or you can comment on the Mighty Network page. And make sure you sign up for the email list too for this group, specifically for the Abundance Matrix group. I have two email lists. This has been a big source of confusion for people. My regular email list is just for anyone. This email list is for the Abundance Matrix Mastermind specifically. So anything, anytime I post a video for this group, anytime I have 
announcements for this group is going to be in this email. So make sure you sign up for this email. I will, um, it's posted in the group. It's posted in the Abundance Matrix group on Facebook in the featured um, post at the top of the page. So, all right. That's all I have to say. I hope you guys are doing well. Much love. Happy New Year coming up. I can't wait to, I, I honestly can't wait for 2022. It is going to be wild. All right. I love you guys. Love, love, love. Hey guys, I just wanted to remind you, you have been listening to an excerpt from a video that I created specifically for the Abundance Matrix Mastermind. If you want to be in the Abundance Matrix Mastermind for 2022, you can check the link in the show notes or just email me amanda at amandaflaker.com and I'll send you the content. It's on the Mighty Network. It's $555 for the entire 2022 year. All of my teachings, all my deeper readings, all my deeper channelings are going to be released in this group, not on YouTube and not on any public platform. So if you want to stay connected to me and connected to my work, that's where you're going to find it. I will be posting small excerpts, small messages on YouTube and publicly, but all of my deeper teachings are going into the Abundance Matrix Mastermind. Also, if you're interested in the Chakra Cleanse course, which I will have a different name for, um, you can also email me, amanda at amandaflaker.com. That will be available to purchase through the Mighty Network as well, should be the second week of January. So stay tuned and make sure you email me because if you are, if you've heard this and it's still 2021, I kind of have a special deal that I'm doing for the chakra cleanse. So just email me amanda at amandaflaker.com and I'll send you the message. All right, you guys, I hope you're doing well. I hope I want to just send a blessing for 2021, just a wrap up on 2021, a blessing, a gratitude for everything I've learned and everything you've brought me in 2021. And I open up my heart and my imagination and my urge to 2022 and anchor in the genius of heaven on earth.